0: Hi, family, hi, friends, hi, food lovers, hey, neighbors, hey, community, hey, comics, people who like to cook, connect, and kvetch. Thanks so much for joining me for Hot Dish.
1: <laughs> Sexy pose for the cameras, oh for my- the press. <laughs> For the press. That's right.
0: Hello. Welcome to Hot Dish. I'm your host, Lauren Huberman. I'm
1: your guest (laughs) Hot Dish Comic 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 Laura Hug. (laughs) I looked at the (laughs) mic. And I'm gonna stay in a sexy pose the whole time so I can be more alluring. Of course. So make it awkward to cook.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. Welcome, welcome. This is a technological miracle if this is working. I don't believe in God. But if this is being live streamed to Facebook with volume on, I do believe in God. That's what I have <laughs> oh, to say. All right. Yes. Great. Yes. That's
1: in the Bible.
0: So today we're going to be cooking up something tasty. I have my guest, Laura hug. She is a fabulous Chicago comedian. She is smart. She is funny. She's inspiring. She is vegan. She's a vegan. We're going to be cooking vegan today. We're going to get into that. Um, also, she has a wonderful new show at the Lincoln Lodge called Keep Coming Back. It's um, based on themes of recovery.
1: Yeah, all, all varieties of recovery, addiction recovery, debt relief, whatever uh, comedians and storytellers, comedic uh, performers have recovered from and they have material around their process. That's what the show, the, the performers on the show will be doing the material about. And it's the second Saturday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge at 5pm. Tickets are $10. You can go to the Lincoln Lodge website for tickets.
0: And it's fabulous. And I had the privilege of being on it for the first show and everybody was wonderful. And Laura did a fabulous job putting on the production.
1: And Lauren shared with us her story about her colonoscopy. So it was great. (laughs) It's also informational.
0: It's informational. Yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I have, I have recovered from the colonoscopy physically, (laughs) but clearly not mentally, right?
1: The trauma is ongoing. So you'll be able to come back and that'll be great.
0: (laughs) I will, but also my dad wants everyone to know to please get a colonoscopy it's very important i share my story with you um hopefully it doesn't deter you hopefully when oh, it deterred going,
1: you with you if hello you
0: for it <laughs> i don't know get it but just know what you're in for okay god okay so i am really hoping that this is working but screw it here we go um <laughs> so laura we've got a lot of things going on today so number one we're live streaming to facebook which is new for hot dish number two i want you to do more of the cooking than me it's a challenge
1: yes we're um this is a this is an elaborate way for uh lauren huberman to get people to cook her meals (laughs) she's like how could i could just ask no, I know. I'll set up a podcast, you know, <laughs> so appealing to our egotistical natures.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it <laughs> so much. Um, okay, so today we're gonna be cooking up crispy sheet pan noodles with with glazed tofu. Mm-hmm. And um, we are doing this in part because Laura is vegan. Actually, a hundred percent we're doing this because Laura is vegan and I love it. I, I think it's fabulous. Um, and so we're gonna um Okay, I've just gotten confirmation that there is sound, and we look fabulous, and we sound fabulous. Thank you. No big deal. Hot dish. Hot dish. Hot dish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's what's happening. Right now, we've got our water is boiling. Vegan water. Vegan water. Everything vegan. Um, Um, Laura's going to put the ramen noodles into the bowl.
1: These are ramen but and chicken but if you don't use the murder packets that come with it then it's just noodles so i'm gonna uh, at some point lauren will be asking me questions i don't know if i'll be able to cook and answer questions at the same time but we'll find out
0: see and that's part of the reason for the switch i needed to be more present as an interviewer and a host and you you're going to be put on the spot more
1: stay tuned for her next one where lauren has uh, hot bathroom cleaning and invites comics over to clean her tub while she asks them questions that one has been harder to get guests on but uh because no comic knows how to clean their bathtub oh my god uh, i
0: love
1: it okay. except for like the five married ones Oh, All yeah. right. Oh yeah, those okay, ones are you. functional.
0: They've been whipped into shape. Okay, so we're we're letting our water boil. We'll let that happen. In the meantime, I want to hear from you, Laura, and okay. I want to know. Can I, I
1: look at the menu? Are you okay. guiding me along? I'm, okay, I'm is this the menu? You. No. Okay. Yeah. You're, oh, you have a thing. Okay. It's okay. I'm no, sorry. No, we've no, got, no.
0: we've got our menu here. Okay. But
1: um, your, uh, or the recipe. Yeah. Okay, but you have spots along. Okay. You know I have, what you're doing yeah, here. I
0: have like, um, I have some sticky notes, which oh, rule great. my life. Okay. They rule my world.
1: Okay. And so those are set out and idea. I
0: will um help to guide you.
1: I never thought you could use a sticky note outside of work. <gasps> like, Oh, you know how, you know, I'm a prisoner. I'm a, just a, ground down in the cog of the corporate machine. Oh my god! Thank you for liberating me. Yeah,
0: you're free. Those sticky yeah. notes. Oh, you'll be so happy when you switch over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Laura, I first want to hear from you a little bit about comedy and your background doing comedy. How long you've been performing? Um, kind of what got you started? Those kinds of things. Okay,
1: uh, let's see. I, um, I, Um, have been consistently doing stand up for 12 years. Um, Before that I did, I went through, I'm a graduate of the Second City um, um, conservatory. So I did sketch comedy and still do sketch comedy on occasion. I did that like, um, for like, maybe Six seven years, and then sort of started transitioning into stand up. I also did have done improv. I I don't do it as much. I can do it in an emergency, but there is <laughs> almost never an improv emergency. Um, I'm a first yes ander. That's when I call it. That's a I made that joke up during the <laughs> pandemic, and I and um, let's see. So. Um, and i actually started performing when i was younger i went to performing arts school um but my um other pursuits my more illicit pursuits got in the way of that i think it was just a. Uh, but i did plays and stuff like in high school and grade school mm-hmm. so and i've always been funny so um when i moved to chicago i was here a couple of years and then i i went to columbia college and i didn't know what to go for so i went for theater and it was through at there i found out i was like how do i focus on being a comedic actor that's really what i wanted to do like i was inspired by brett butler and grace under fire and uh, roseanne barr at the time you know the roseanne show more they're more con and um my influences early on like a lot of people were carol burnett was probably one of my first and early in the first and saturday night live like and then like soap and fry i've always been drawn to comedy so yeah. and um so yeah so uh i was at columbia and The vulnerability of acting was too overwhelming or at the time it was too frightening. I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate it but acting, like getting into acting through comedy seemed like something I could do and wanted to perform, mm-hmm. but I just didn't wanna like, have to do like serious like sex scenes and stuff. Like oh that. yeah. I mean, not that I was like, but a comedic sex scene. Uh, I didn't wanna do that either. And so far haven't really been, I've done a couple, but you know, sketch comedy, it's like, there's nothing going on. Yeah, you Anyway, had
0: to like get nude on stage. No, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, you um. know. Okay, we're gonna pause for one sec. Okay, I'm gonna pour this in, and um, you're doing the cooking. I know I know it's
1: fine.
0: Well, I just want to do this part just because um, I just don't want to put you at risk with my pots if something malfunctions, and then have a lawsuit on my hands, basically. All right, also that's not a heat proof bowl, and I really hope that that's heat proof. Okay, but we're gonna find out right. Okay, is Screw there somewhere in the,
1: is there somewhere in the running order where it says have comic touch the bowl to find out <laughs> if the target was lying or not.
0: Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, we're gonna let that um, sit for five minutes. Cool. Okay, now you're gonna take over. Okay, so now it's time to make the um, marinade. Okay. And these are the ingredients and right. the amounts that you need for each item. Okay. So yeah, Laura is going to whip up a very special marinade.
1: A very special marinade. Very special. <laughs> uh, special yeah. A marinade. very on uh, this thing. And I'm just
0: gonna stand behind the steam and look okay. spooky. Yeah. Um awesome. so yeah. So Laura, you I mean, I know you as a stand-up comic, but I also right. knew that you have a lot of other um performance background talent, um, that type of thing. But but like, why, what do you love about standup? Like what, what keeps you coming back to stand up time after time?
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, I, I love standup because it is a way to sort of tell my truth, like as a natural front man, um, it's a way to tell the truth of my life experience, but in a not straightforward way, like it's, very passive aggressive so it's like i'm telling the truth but i'm not i'm skipping a certain amount of vulnerability you know mm-hmm. aside from the willingness to stand in front of people and have them not laugh and then you're and not like you and then you're like god i've got to ride I got to take a an hour and 40 minute ride back to the city with the person who's doing really well on this show and I got to sit in the storeroom. <laughs> no no one liked me that happened to me one time. You know where I'm like Ugh. but other than that that's vulnerable but That's
0: vulnerable, yeah. But
1: I like stand up because you know it scratches the itch to perform and I have something to say and I think I can um it's 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 cheaper to do than like paying a lot of money for classes which i've done and i'm not against but like you're not always in a position um where you can spend money on classes uh, mm-hmm. for things um so uh when i was and also um it's easy to stand up as like there are other people involved you need the audience you need the producers the venue um and you need other comics to some extent but you don't have to like get the props and ever arrange a rehearsal schedule it, you can do it on your own and you can almost do it anywhere you know That's- i've got a mic and a cord and a speaker as long as there's power or i have loud comics you could put on a comedy show anywhere you know what the uh, like,
0: place that you've put on a comedy show that might be unexpected or surprising
1: I mean, I don't know if I've put. I mean, there are other shows that I think, like the guy, I haven't done it yet, but the pickup truck one. Oh, I don't know. There's a guy who's, I think it started during the pandemic, who's doing like pickup comedy or something like that. I've seen and I haven't reached out yet, but. I'll probably maybe i'll get a january slot that'll be nice by the lakefront
0: i love but that um idea. but
1: he so did great. that and then um let's see Do okay you have a scrape? No, yeah. that's great no it's okay can yeah, i yeah. have a little spoon yeah. to scrape
0: some tools yeah yeah and then oh, maybe a have, dish to I put just on. That. Oh, i just have that oh i don't care on. just put on the okay
1: car. so um and then a paper towel
0: yeah i don't i just i just like to make a mess and deal with it later. That, oh
1: okay yeah that's fine yeah. I, i'll make some mess but okay i just wanna yeah so no. then um uh oh but i mean i i did you know i had a show in a vegan restaurant and there was no stage
0: oh so yeah. that
1: was challenging um did people pay attention
0: like, yeah they through, did well yeah.
1: it was the restaurant did a really good job of like trying to notify their customers it was gonna happen mm-hmm. And then I went around to the table and let people know and then talk to them a little bit and then really tried to kiss their asses about being vegan, which I totally was like, you know, how long have you been better than everyone else, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but also just to say, like, I tried to get people or tell them, like, you know, people will be eating. So be mindful. Yes. I didn't restrict, but I do kind of put some parameters on it, which some people, some of our peers have no problem with. And some people are like, you're giving him it? you know, whatever. I mean, I should be compassionate. They feel restricted by any direction toward about their material. So, oh, but nobody ever, re- yeah, if you're parameters. like, Hey, people be eating or there might be kids there. Yeah. What was challenging about it is that you're standing performing and not everybody's engaged. And as long as they're not too loud and disruptive, you will have ambient noise that is just for the shared space. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge for the performer is like, some people are gonna be talking and in this case, it's not not okay. But the people that wanted to watch were engaged, they'd move their chairs or they'd sit closer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And eventually we want a lot of people over, yeah. you know? No, so, totally. um, but I didn't need much, you know? Um, and that's what was great. Um, okay. okay,
0: so that timer was for the ramen noodles. I'm gonna drain these okay. and bring them back.
1: Thank you. Yeah. uh I mean I I have some draining experience uh, a lot of people say that I'm very draining actually maybe I should have yep I mean people that have gone out with me what? I love that look at
0: this fucking joke right here.
1: yeah that's right Woo-hoo. it's your improv
0: skills That's right. For you. yes In and a pinch, an emergency improv situation there you, I did you're yeah. right
1: there was a little bit of dead air wow it was no not dead air no, but you know it's just silence no. I guess well that i had to step air. away from it. yeah that's yeah, true you maybe you want to cut the chit chat down. down when you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're carrying a large pot of boiling water oh my gosh all okay right. so this that, is already measured yep, just oh dump my god that. it's just like a
0: cooking i a real, know it's it a cooking show okay. it's a cooking show so we have our sesame oil maple syrup Toasted sesame seeds and hoisin, I
1: think
0: hoisin sauce and garlic, and Laura is whipping that up into a marinade.
1: Into Um, a frenzy.
0: Into frenzy.
1: Always, always. Do you know I met somebody who's allergic to garlic, and that might be one of the saddest things (sighs) I've ever heard.
0: That's so sad. I
1: know, right? And she said sometimes I just just eat it anyway, and then. Yeah. i don't know what happens i feel like you
0: can't even be friends with that person
1: no I, she's lovely oh, she's okay. like the nicest person but she's allergic to garlic and i just thought oh that is, so that is unfortunate yeah
0: okay so let's talk about whisk um, this together right? yeah whisk that together that's gonna be our um Ooh,
1: this looks good our
0: marinade okay. Yeah. so this is a, a recipe from the new york times which is where i get a lot of recipes for a couple reasons one just cuz there's so many but two i like the reviews and the feedback um and also i always am restricted because it has to be something that's like 30 minutes ish okay um just cuz we're doing this we're on air we're whatever we're not really on air but today we're on air so yeah. um so yeah it's okay. a new york times recipe okay wonderful job kudos to you next Thank you. up you've got to place the noodles on this pan okay and then um you're going to add Sesame oil, vegetable oil, soy sauce, salt, and then toss it while it's on the pan. I don't oh, really okay. know why. Um, I don't know why it wouldn't have stayed in the bowl, but maybe because it'll it coat
1: the pan and then you don't have to go along ahead of time. You yeah. know, like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. I mean, I so, don't know. okay. Yeah. Do you like to cook? I do. I, I started cooking more because uh, being a vegan, yeah. I didn't want to just eat like peanut butter and beans, oh, you know. Awful. So um, I mean, I like peanut butter and beans, but you know, I didn't want to just eat like chips or whatever. So I had to um, learn how to cook mm-hmm. and I wanted to cook things that um, I had eaten before I was vegan. You know, I was kind of like vegetarian for a minute and before that I, I ate meat, but it started to be limited. Like I didn't want to handle it. I would pray over it or say some sort of like chant about it or ask for forgiveness. Like I'm vegan for the animals. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why. So I just, that was going to
0: be my question. Yeah. I saw yeah. that on the thing. So, yeah.
1: um, so yeah, so that, that was just my instinct. And so because of that, I was like, um, all right. Well, maybe I don't want to. Maybe I just don't want to eat animals. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean. So how long have you been a vegan?
1: Since twenty fifteen. Oh
0: wow, a long time.
1: This might be a little less than two. Do that's you have one okay. more packet?
0: Yeah, I have one of. The, oh yeah, I have some. This, okay. Great. I just was. I was like, oh, I don't have very much. Yeah, that's all right. So um, yeah. So, but why not eat milk and cheese and other eggs and stuff?
1: Well, because i mean if you and i'll leave it to you if you look at the the suffering of animals around the collection of dairy materials like Mm -hmm. milk there is incredible suffering Mm -hmm. for the animals and the animals babies and so the milk is produced to feed babies and so some they take the milk they separate the babies sometimes they kill the babies right so you know but if you don't mind that <laughs> cheese is delicious you know cheese is the thing i oh saw that God. on your question too is this already measured oh, no. okay oh, no yeah i don't want to all right what is it a half a teaspoon yeah okay. so okay
0: what laura is doing the noodles are on the sheet pan she's adding sesame oil vegetable oil soy sauce and a tiny bit of salt because soy sauce typically of course yeah, has salty. a lot of salt um and then she's going to toss the ramen noodles around uh, in this um, sheet pan. And um,
1: this is fun.
0: Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah,
1: I think that's why they do it on this pan is so that you can coat the pan and then it won't stick. I'm so guessing. Smart. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's know.
0: why. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, that it's movie, Minari, satisfying. did you see that movie, uh, Minari? Mm. It was oh, about the uh, no, like the ahead. immigrant family who lives in basically like the father decides to move them to a, a rural rural area in I forgot, honestly, I forgot in the states
1: state. or okay yeah.
0: And, um, and so for part of the time, they're sorting chickens. and Ugh. so they're sorting like the baby chickens and they and throw like, them in the garden yeah, they throw some away. It's they
1: awful. throw huge garbage bags of live sentient beings in the oh, garbage. My God. Um no, I didn't. And I have to say that when it comes to like uncomfortable animal suffering footage, I'm like, if I don't eat them, I don't have to watch it, but uh, they slip through the gates because I, you know, and I, um I, I have mixed, you know, I have some fear, I guess, and intimidation around sharing that with my friends. Cause like, I don't want to alienate my friends, but I also want to like spread the truth. So it's a constant, like, do, am I going to share this today or am I just going to sit with it? I think what really cemented it and I don't have the picture in my phone, but I think I saved it in my email um was a little girl whose dog was kidnapped uh stolen and um butchered and dressed for the Yulin dog meat festival and so there's this little picture of this little girl like kneeling like squatting down with her hand on her heart in this anguish and her dog is trust like a turkey on a, this dish right next to her mm and it's like she recognized that that was her dog at this festival and that's what made me decide to go vegan
0: yeah but i mean most dogs are not that doesn't happen to most dogs in the u.s
1: no but it's all you know it's all
0: up a piece yeah
1: it's all connected so but no i like that you were like just in case you were hoping to be able to buy a dog meat (laughs) Uh, we don't sell in here. You'll have to go to Amazon and uh, get your stolen little girl's house pet trussed up like a turkey. Like a turkey. Well, it was not. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, that's horrifying. I yeah, I really struggle. Like I in my head, I'm like, I'm an aspiring vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly, I don't know what it is about chicken, but I just really love chicken and I've gotta I've gotta really think hard about that because chicken chickens i think are are probably among like the top mistreated you know yeah i, I mean they're almost no i shouldn't even say that they're all mistreated it's my own i can i really don't eat like meat meat very much like red meat or and i never eat bacon or anything but but chicken really gets me and i need to think about that and then even thinking about it beyond that like you said milk dairy oh
1: the yeah. um well it's you know, watching people hug animals sometimes is good to go in on a positive thing. Like, you know, there are people that have pet chickens. Like I just saw this video the other day, and this woman comes onto like some place, I don't know where to farm, and this chicken comes running up and they like okay. hug each other, and it's like so cute. And like, you know, or the turkey so at Thanksgiving. Sweet. Just because they're small doesn't mean they don't have feelings. Yeah, you yeah know? totally. All um, right.
0: Okay. So now this looks wonderful. Laura has spread the ramen all around in the um sheet pan. It's time to marinate the tofu. You're going to dip the, we got extra firm tofu. Honest to God, I've never even cooked with tofu. Okay. How ridiculous. Uh-huh. So we're going to do that.
1: And then do you lay it on here? And then
0: we lay it on there. And I should have told you we just like make room so it's on the bottom. Oh, okay. So all it right. gets crispy. Should
1: I? move all the noodles to one side yeah. or you blend it in? Yeah, we just okay. blend
0: it in. So we're gonna, Laura is putting pieces of tofu kind of interspersed um, with the noodle
1: arrangement, okay. essentially. And do you use this whole thing of tofu? You know, it's said to use the whole thing. Okay. I think
0: it's like 12 or 14 ounces okay. of um tofu. Um, and then, yeah, so we do that, then we'll put it in the oven. We've got a couple more steps, but we'll keep, we'll keep talking too. So yeah, huh? Well that's really interesting about food. I mean <laughs> moving on. I mean you asked. That, otherwise animals. I wouldn't I probably
1: wouldn't say I mean I go to a lot of spaces and this is not going to win me points with mm-hmm. vegans, some of them. You know, I have friends that are pretty strong activists and I yuck. I mean I'm not yuck, like yuck, they things that they do and see are like oh. I mean so brave and like yeah. sacrifice. But I also share a lot of spaces with people that are eat meat and so mm-hmm. and 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 associated murder foods, as I like to call. I mean, I will call murder, murder yeah, foods, but all right. Um, but I, you know, that is uh, for me, it's like that's walking that navigating that path, living in the city, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, there it's yeah. it's just, it's um, not simple. No, it's not a, it's a complex thing to have this in built and, you know, just complex. So
0: do you go to restaurants that are non-vegan? Like if I wanted to go to a fried chicken restaurant with you, would you go?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, yes. To be honest, I go to more restaurants that aren't vegan. Um, I don't go out restaurant to restaurants a lot, but like, I went to a Middle Eastern place that has meat on the menu and mm-hmm. I got, I mean, I've been there before, so I knew what was there and, um, um this is a lot of tofu. I know. Wow. Well, okay. we're going to make it, okay. I don't know well, if that's what want. they, we'll, we'll. well, we can always leave a couple pieces yeah, out, yeah, you let's know, just do that okay. Lunch. Yeah. So I've also can, yeah, but I think okay. it's going to be good.
0: Um, hmm.
1: but yes, I, so I usually do some investigation on the menu, but then there's like great restaurants like kale. My name is one that I eat at. If my friends are willing, I'll be like, let's go to a vegan restaurant, but it's one where I know they're going to get like delicious food. Okay. So the, the thing, um, I think that you ask, oh, go ahead. You asked me because associated with that you, I think you asked, is there any food that's harder that I miss? Oh yeah. 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 And I think that's really good for people to know when they're trying something new. I just know for myself like I like to be warned about emotional pitfalls. Sometimes I can obsess before it even affects me and be like, well, I don't want to deal with that. You know, like I'm already obsessing about winter. And I, you know, I'm like, I don't even, I just got a car for the first time. So I'm like, Oh, it's going to be terrible. And how do I know? You know, but um, so it's like, maybe we don't worry about winter yet. You know, like yeah, I am getting yeah. a shovel ahead of time, but anyway, <laughs> So especially
0: with the supply chain shortage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I
1: yeah. feel like we are running out right now to get shovels, and I'm going to be digging snow. Don't get shovels,
0: hands. anyone. All yeah. of all of our save yours. one for me. No, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> I have a friend. I'll just borrow their shovel. But um, so uh, but the thing that I miss is I was thinking about this. Cheese was the hard one, right? Because they're just. There are some good cheeses, and also I just lowered my expectations, right? Like, but um, um, there's something about when I just pizza is the thing. Like at work, they serve pizza. I work at a medical facility, and they have a pizza day where they order pizza in, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, it's hard. I miss pizza. But yeah. the truth is, as a 40-year-old woman who are 40, as a I was 40 when I became vegetarian, I'm 52. So 52-year-old woman who does not, who's inclined to be overweight and does not want to gain, like, be overweight, like, mm-hmm. anymore, I can't eat all the pizza I want anyway. Mm-hmm. So pizza's off the table for a lot of reasons. But when they get it, I'm like, you sons of bitches. Oh, <laughs> this you. pizza
0: is Or yeah, F you, sorry. Is this a non? Yeah, item? you can swear. Okay, I don't care. Okay. Let's put it in.
1: Okay. I think we don't need this. Okay. I might just eat that.
0: Yeah. Is it good like
1: that? I don't know. I'm I'm willing to try it. Of course.
0: Okay. Okay. So it goes, um, so we put it in the oven. Yeah. We're putting it in the oven for 15 minutes on the bottom rack, apparently. And then we're going to move it up to the top rack in 15 minutes. I better set a timer because we won't have any idea what's going on
1: before I wash my hands. Can I eat this piece of tofu? Yeah, with yeah, sure. It? Okay, I'm hungry. Yeah. I didn't have any
0: breakfast. No, I've never eaten raw tofu. I mean, okay, I'm gonna try it too.
1: On it, no. Oh, of course, it's definitely.
0: Fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, I, I mean, I'm not scared in- of
1: it, but tofu is good in the oh, smoothies, yeah. it thickens it up. Oh i mean it is good you have to watch how much soy i think women are supposed to yeah, watch like for sure i forget what happens we grow like a third boob oh, but then totally. the boob's we have go away or whatever
0: oh for sure yeah mm-hmm. maybe it's a better boob than our original one so who right. knows you know could be advantageous really um okay so we Hello. do have some other steps okay i'm gonna watch them okay cool um and i am oh,
1: let me do
0: the hot dish can't even see me uh oh laura what it's not on the lincoln lodge facebook page all right i'm i didn't make it public
1: okay so what cool. does that mean i mean it's still so recording make it, right now yeah. okay yeah um will it be record well whatever
0: yeah it's oh it's recorded
1: for okay sure. Ha. Huh. Um, <laughs> Are you going to eat the rest of this tofu? Um no. Or yeah, I'm going to eat it up.
0: Shoot,
1: I Well, we'll share it. Who's texting you?
0: Christine. Okay. Now it says it's streaming live. Okay,
1: well, what Mom I- and I'm glad I started streaming live right when I shoved something into my mouth. Yeah, but that's very on brand. For I me.
0: mean, I, I, I was overly excited that this was actually happening in the correct way. If you logged on to watch us on Facebook, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was in public. We're, you're in the middle of the broadcast, but you'll catch up later. I'm just online. eating
1: my feelings about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been a very hard, hard thing for Laura to accept
1: just well we'll catch up I've been doing stand-up for 12 years and I did sketch and and theater before that and I've been a vegan since 2015 so we're cooking crispy noodles with uh hoisin tofu yeah right
0: and ramen yeah and ramen from the New York Mm -hmm. Times
1: yeah and um it's vegan in honor of my veganism of course
0: absolutely um so Laura I want to do Okay, so we have to do the bok choy. Okay. So we're gonna put the bok choy in the bowl and put these um ingredients. So just the bok choy, the vegetable oil, and a little bit of salt. Okay.
1: Can I tear this and sure. just another yeah. small piece? I've All never right, made
0: okay. bok ch- cooked with bok choy. Either. I feel
1: like greens and you know, that's it'll be great. But uh yeah. Great. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so one thing that I think is interesting is how you have combined comedy with um like your experience around addiction and obviously recovery which you talk about um and which you have a show about so i i just wanna i mean i don't wanna be invasive okay i'm just curious about like was there a point where you were like i need to find a path forward i've been using these substances this is a major problem and was there a turning point for you
1: uh, oh, you mean? Yeah. So um in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So I was 27. When I stopped drinking and using drugs, I had tried with support of a support group, a support program, when I was like 19. And that lasted like a year and a half. But there's like certain, there's like some work that you have to do. And I, I like the I like the community around it. There was a lot of joy. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of relief, a lot of cynicism or cynical, like sarcasm, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, But when the sort of euphoric feelings of that, and it was time to like do um, self-examination work, um, I was not ready for that. And so what ended up happening is that uh, the sort of, I guess the, the mental, emotional, the mental and emotional, and actually somewhat physical, like CPS, CP, CP, CPSD, CT, CP, CT, PTSD, PTSD, CPSD, PSD, PTSD, whatever I'm getting, <laughs> DDS, dentist. <laughs> um, uh, all of that stuff was still sort of stopped getting relieved. I stopped getting relief from because I wasn't like, It's like, if you go to the gym and you start off small, you know, that's great. You're walking a mile and that's great. But at some point you're gonna have to walk more and then they're gonna be like, now throw in some weights and you're gonna have to stretch and do things like that. Getting sober is exactly the same way. And I wasn't ready to do that. So what happens if you don't go forward, you might stand still and then you go back. And I started drinking. So then when I was 27, I was in school for theater at Columbia And it was like the, or I was 20. I I started when I was 25. I don't know how old was I? I was 27 when I got sober and I was in school. I was on summer break. I went back to school. I went late. I think I went to school and I went late and I was on summer break and I really liked school. And I was really starting to feel better about myself, but like, on the my drinking just on the weekends and stuff and like Mm -hmm. some other like drug use and stuff like that just as my counselor at the time said you do really well during the week and then you seem to backslide on the weekend you know but the structure of school at that time kept like gave me some some focus and some control. Your counselor
0: like your substance I was seeing just a general like a therapist counselor.
1: I don't think she was an actual I think she was a counselor. It was through the uh, Chicago women's health center. I don't know what her letters were like what her, mm-hmm. but she was, I was in counseling okay. is what they called mm-hmm. it. And it wasn't for substance abuse. Like I went there cause I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good about life, but I was still trying to like feel, find a way to feel better about life and not let go of drinking. And drugs which i didn't focus on as much it was really like for me the drinking was probably the thing that was the most destructive um and then um on i so i went to school but it did help like and so i went to school and i was finally sort of on my timeline catching up and like putting life together trying to trying to like participate in my interests and stuff But on the weekend, sort of like all the dysfunction I grew up in and all the wreckage that I had experienced and created when I was younger. And I was like in addiction and, um, and in dysfunction, um, that all was was like still there. So when I didn't have school to focus on, it was like on the weekends, I'd just be like, ah, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then it got, I just woke up one morning after, um, some, a night of drinking. And I was like, you know, I, it was, uh, not a planned night of drinking. It was a planned day of not drinking the day before, but then somebody kind of gave me a drink and, and then that just set me off. And I just saw that I didn't, I couldn't control it no matter what the environment was like. And, um, or or what was going on with me, what was going on outside of me, what I used and supplement what I didn't use. I couldn't, um, I couldn't control it. It just controlled me. Mm -hmm. So um, that was sort of the concession that I had. And so um, I stopped. And when I stopped that for me, I was lucky enough to not um, at the time to not be, not that I am now, but like, at the time, I was not like so also addicted to um, one particular street drug or pharmaceutical drug used in more of a street style, street style. (laughs) You know, that's I just made that up like, Oh, what are you doing? You're crushing up your grandma's morphine that's street style of <laughs> street style pharmaceuticals okay anyway that's not a thing don't do it's it not a thing. Okay. but uh so anyway except for nicotine i it took me till 40 to stop smoking so um that was harder to give up and food was hard too so that's my story was so, that too long of an answer no, it's i'm not. just trying to no. be thorough
0: yeah and so you have that turning point and i know you've been like very I don't know if this is the wrong term, but like active in the recovery
1: community. Like. Yeah, it took me a little while to come back because i had been mm-hmm. before and I was, I thought for some reason that my, my inability to participate in a way that was meaningful and would sustain sobriety, mm-hmm. I sort of, I, I didn't, I could, I can identify it now, but I blamed that the like recovery programs for my inability to to um, follow their suggested guidelines, which is super common. People want help, they come to someplace for help. The help's like, great, we're gonna give you help. And the way we give help looks like this. And you're like, I want help, but I want you to change your help to make it look like I want it. Every Almost everybody does that. And um, <laughs> like, you know, some people are like, okay, I'll do whatever you say. And then they have like a more benign, polite uh, way of being rebellious and defiant. But I, so I was slow to do it, but I just realized I couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Like your old, what is it? Your old ways of thinking and, and living will not, will not give you new results or something like that. Like not to t- take a serious matter and reduce it to platitudes. I don't really know what a platitude is, but to reduce it to like cheesy sayings, but sometimes those cheesy sayings are true. Right?
0: Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Do you like, is, is it a struggle for you every day still to, to be sober to like, yeah, is that a struggle? Are there certain triggers and, and is it difficult? I would say
1: drinking hasn't like drinking and drug use hasn't been too big of a threat because I've, from I've participated in uh, the communities that support me like with people. And then I've all of the all of the avenues that i've gone to for like guidelines to like change my perception you know whatever um steps and things like that processes to help me clear away whatever it is that drives me to drink i've been pretty active what is uh challenging is um is when i discover as a human being, we all have a lot of, we We're complex. We have different problems. So it always seems like there's always something I'm working with and reckoning on reckoning with myself, like alcohol and drugs, isn't a problem. Food was a problem. Spending has been a problem. Um, so anytime that I have to reckon with like a a behavior that is out of control or a compulsion, um, there's always grief and struggle and like, but you know i guess that's just life you know but i i have the same sort of basic principles and and actions and and non-actions to take um it's just applying them in a new way and then inviting in like other new tools like you know different like self-help things therapeutic things spiritual things exercise things you know fun thing whatever youtube videos i watch a lot of youtube videos on stuff but like. So, um, I have confronted a lot of really hard stuff about myself and I never, I'm like, yeah, you know, like right now, codependency is my new jam. Like, I mean, I've had it, but like, I've always had it, but like now I want life to look differently. Mm-hmm. I will say that sometimes being a comedian and being sober and also being a little older can be isolating. So, um, I feel isolated sometimes, but I try not to treat my peers like they can use things that I can't use and do things I can't do, or they do things that I can't, whether they can or not, that's for each individual to decide, and sometimes the law, but um, I try not, I try to take them seriously. They're still my peers. They still, they have value, and um, it's just, you know, there's always that point where maybe I want to get to bed earlier. And they're like, I'm
0: going to stay up till six, you know, or whatever. Of of course. But also, I think it's important to recognize that you bring certain things, viewpoints, perspectives, experiences that someone who's 25 don't bring. I mean, there's absolutely no question about that. And I have this conversation with other comics. I'm 43. I'm not, you know, I'm not your age, but I'm also not 25. And I have this conversation with other comics in like, my slash our age range. And I do think that having certain perspectives and experiences is really important. And it is really valuable. Yeah. So I can't get away with saying certain things, nor nor would I want to in some ways like that someone else can because that's who they are. And that's their experience. But we certainly have experiences to share that that other folks don't.
1: Uh, And I, I will say that like, I am rarely ever other than like, some people don't just like, I don't book everybody. Some people don't book me. I'm not their cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes I look into that, sometimes I push it, sometimes I don't. But I, I have to say that, like, I have, I've been fortunate enough to not be dismissed by anybody. And I think where that comes in, is that like anything else in any industry, people want to see that you're showing up and you're taking it seriously, and you're doing the work, Mm -hmm. you know? And I show up at mics. I do mics. I wait sometimes. Sometimes I ask for a favor, but I don't, you know, sometimes I don't just because I'm older or, you know, wide awake doesn't mean I get to, you know, I just no. take the process seriously and um, I sit through my discomforts as everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And you know i have i feel like i've just been incredibly fortunate as somebody who doesn't have children yeah to be around younger people because i'm not completely out of touch with the zeitgeist right. you know totally and i don't want to be no. and i also can be like oh the beatles they were a rock band yeah. you know like <laughs> i mean it's like you know like, so, i mean that's even before my time i mean i know who the beatles are but like there are people who what is I figured out there's something in the other oh now we're putting the bok choy. okay sorry yeah hold Try on it. I want to do my sexy arm claw and suck my stomach <laughs> okay. and then like keep my shoulders oh, down my but I can't do it without bending mm-hmm. my knees so this is
0: hot dish baby oh Laura you are one hot dish I am okay. a hot dish Will you sprinkle this on and then we're going to put it back in the oven for four minutes so okay. Laura right now is putting the um bok choy Onto the tofu and the noodles, and then we're gonna put it back in the oven for four minutes on the top rack to make it even crispier than it is.
1: It is crispy. Yeah, it, it looks great. <clears throat> I'm gonna tear this up just okay. So
0: also, I mean the other thing is Laura, you have you have earned your place in the comedy scene. You work really hard, you're really smart, you're funny, you're sharp. I also think you're a good, I mean, you're a good mentor. Too, to to other comics and you're very um open and, and positive
1: with people. So right back at you. I mean, no, I you. mean thank you. Yeah. yeah no, but
0: nice. it's it's true. I mean Does that look good. Yeah. This looks delicious.
1: Hot dish.
0: <laughs> okay, so four more minutes on the we'll go we'll start with four because my oven's usually hotter than uh it seems. So yeah, I mean I think I don't know i think that you are you're liked and you're respected in the chicago comedy community i mean there's no question so
1: yeah well that's good yeah
0: i mean you're 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 a fabulous comic you're really witty and sharp i think that's difficult to be oh i do like you can think on your feet really fast and you're also your material is very good and it's you you have a certain perspective that you bring in a certain energy so
1: thanks well i I think um i appreciate that very much i think that um the other thing i can do with stand up is it's a way maybe to just like the show it's also a way like if there is somebody who has a need it's not easy to realize you've got something that you wrong that you can't something you need to stop that you can't or something that you need to start that you can't like exercising is a great example like Mm -hmm. some people have health problems they have to exercise if it's not in your nature like people are cut off from their bodies for a reason and they need you know comedy and stand up to me is a way at least my work and like is a way to say Hey, I had this problem. I got through it. Here's how, you know, you can do it too. And they also know somebody is around who might be able to talk to them. You know, absolutely. And and so it's a way to put that out there and also say, and you can still be incredibly cool
0: totally just
1: getting high on like I'm kidding I don't say that but um but yeah no. that you know you still can have fun you can still have yeah. your dreams you know or some semblance of them or whatever you know I guess this is my dream this Absolutely. is my dream this but, is you know you're this is my dream, your dream like, right here in also my because I'm moving in your apartment your it. apartment it's you so can... nice you didn't know you that can... that's not your dream <laughs> but it is mine and this is about me today such Laura, nice you life. can spend the night tonight. Thank you. You're It's oh, like this island. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. I'll sleep in the kitchen while oh, my shoes over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: my bedroom closet is basically in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, so one other thing I wanted to ask you, because this is going to go off soon, but I also wanted to ask you about the comedy community. Like, So as someone I've been doing stand-up for six years, when I started and I joined the comedy community, it opened up a whole world of people to me really, really diverse people with all different backgrounds, some people who struggle with addiction, some people who've never used drugs, some people, I don't consider that I have a addiction problem. So I do go out and drink, but I don't stay out until 4am. And, you know, there's, there's just a whole range people with mental illness, which I would put myself in that category, because I've been on um, anti anxiety medication for a few years, thank God, it has been a world of difference. Mm -hmm. And Anyway, so I say all that to say in the comedy community, I do meet quite a few people who would say I'm a sober comic. Um, And so I just think sometimes like does comedy draw a certain type of person or is um, sobriety within the comedy community like a subgroup or how like what's your perception of that? Because I do meet a fair amount of comedians who who don't drink.
1: Um, I would say... Yeah, there's uh I mean, I, my observation is that comedy draws people that are trying to laugh and make others laugh um, through pain. Like, I think they want to, some people also like, this is the job I want to do. I want to be an entertainer. I want to make my living this way. I want to get up in front of people and I want to perform. Um, it's in my nature. It's my talents. But um i also think that comedy tends to be um it seems like people who are wounded that's what Mm -hmm. i would say i'm sure there's going to be somebody out there who's like not everybody in comedy is wounded and those are usually the most wounded people of all and um they may not you know be that funny but they probably are super wounded (laughs) you know but since you're asking me that's my experience and so I think wounded people tend to get addicted because they're medicating those wounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it may not start out that serious that it might just look like taking the having fun, taking the edge off. But for some people it sticks and there's greater consequences Mm -hmm. and it's um, not just something you can just walk away from. And, um, I think that that's, uh, I think that that's, you know, so it's common to find it. Although every person I've met that comes into like any kind of support group or recovery related, like, um, space that I've ever been in, it'll be like, oh, a hairdresser will come in I'll be like, you don't know how many drunks are in the hairdressing industry. Wow. And then other people are like lawyers, man, really? they're all addicted to And when I'm like, so oh my God, there's just a lot of drugs. I just yeah. think humans are, I think humans are flawed and imperfect and dysfunctional and therefore you're just going to get a lot of a lot of that Mm -hmm. and uh but yeah a lot of especially in comedy you know yeah there's and there's different levels some people don't drink some people are like more committed to like a sober lifestyle some people are what we call california sober. they quit drinking but they still smoke smoke weed oh right right, or indiana sober, which is just drinking so (laughs) i made that part up but i'm hoping to work it into the yeah that's a key that's
0: that's a keeper indiana
1: sober oh yeah
0: um okay we have taken out i have taken out the crispy noodles with bok choy and tofu that laura has made It looks really good. It was a
1: collaborative effort. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, I get to sprinkle the cilantro. Yes,
0: cilantro goes on top. And then we're gonna try it. And then we're gonna um then we're gonna turn off the cameras and pig out on our vegan food.
1: We could chew on the microphone if you want. (laughs) I mean, through the pit lockdown, I did so much stuff on Zoom. There's a lot of footage of me like in gallery view chomping on a snack waiting for my turn at an online open mic so i'm like (laughs) oh my god i am like eating and everything
0: it's great keep doing it
1: you gotta be real you gotta be who you are some comics go up with a cocktail on stage i go up with a plate of (laughs) vegan mashed potatoes (laughs) and uh and tofu tofurkey sausage oh
0: my gosh okay well we have to try this while we're still um camera, and then we're going to turn it off. Also, while we're trying this, I'm going to say Lincoln Lodge. Sure. Lincoln Lodge has a lot of other wonderful shows and podcasts. Um, John Keel has a podcast, um, a music podcast, and he's coming up on one year. And please give that a listen. Check out other stuff. Check out shows.
1: Check out the Lincoln Lodge. Check out the Lincoln
0: Lodge. Um, Christine Ferreira has been wonderful. She is my producer. And
1: Thank you, Christine. Yeah,
0: thank you, Christine.
1: I'm super excited. To I try. um,
0: okay, we're gonna have our our bite.
1: You looked like a moderate amount. Well,
0: a bit. I mean, I I had time to cut it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I have drool. It's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, this is really good. Mm-hmm. I would make it again. Chinese. I did double the um sauce amount because the
1: noodles that look like pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> vegan.
0: It's vegan, vegan pubic hair. It's delicious. You should try it um, as
1: long as it's given with consent. Oh, my gosh. Recipe.
0: Okay, so mm. we're going to sign off. Laura hug. You just you keep eating. No big deal. You have been a wonderful guest.
1: You're you very- are a
0: fabulous inspiration. Keep on doing what you're doing. The comedy community loves you. I love you. thank I love you too.
1: Thank you. You too. Thank yeah. You.
0: Thanks for your time. And um, this has been Hot Dish. We're super hot
1: over here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't get down. Like I have to go backwards. <laughs>